What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There's a place where Christmas dreams come true. The Kmart Toy Store. Look inside and see what we've got. All the great new toys you and your kids will love a lot. We've got cars and trucks and helicopters. That should come as no surprise. And dolls and phones and board games for kids of every size. With Hasbro, Bradley, Mattel, Kenner, Fisher, Price, and Ideal, all the makers you've come to trust, we've been stocking up with a big Christmas rush. But before any of those toys make it to the shelf, we give them something very nice. We pick them up and give them a low, low Kmart price. Christmas dreams can come true. It certainly happened before. And there's a place that makes the dreams real easy on you. The Kmart Toy Store. I got a feeling I'm going to get something really good this Christmas. Kmart, we've got it good. Everyone wants more. All we can do is wait for season four. I thought in the meantime that it might be fun to read every comic and book in what I call the Stranger Danger Book Club. Christmas time There's no need to be afraid At Christmas time We let in light and we banish shade And in our world of plenty We can spread a smile of joy Throw your arms around the world at Christmas time Come on But say a prayer Sing along, you know it Pray for the other ones At Christmas time It's hard But when we're having fun There's a world outside your window And it's a world of dread and fear Ooh. Where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears And the Christmas bells that ring They're the clanging chimes of doom? Oh, that's, that's scary. Tonight they've got it's them instead 
snow in Africa this Christmas time. The greatest gift they'll get this year is life. Where nothing ever grows. It's really negative. No river, no rivers flow. But you know it's. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Oh, yeah. You know, that, this really wasn't the plan. I, I, I was going to just have the music start, fade out, and start talking. And then I was like, my God, I love singing this song. And you know the saying, sometimes uh, the rhythm, it's going to get you. And the rhythm got me. Um, but I chose this song because it came out in the year 1984. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't focus. Let's all sing this. Feed the world. I mean, how could you not want to? Everyone. Feed the world. Are you commuting to work? Are you on a school bus on your way to school? Sing along. Feed the world. And now it's Christmas time. Feed. Okay, now you. One. Now sing out loud. Let them know it's Christmas time. See, you couldn't help yourself. You couldn't help yourself. Uh, but as um, all those British musicians uh, said, uh, you know, let the let them know it's Christmas time again, folks. It's December first as I'm talking to you this evening, and um, we're in the Christmas season, the holiday season, whatever you want to call it. Uh, my family we celebrate Christmas, um, and uh, so I'm singing Christmas songs. I got, I'm looking at my Christmas tree. I have a little candle in the window, and in front of me, in my hand. I'm holding the Stranger Things Winter Special one-shot comic written by uh, Mr. Chris Robertson with art by Abel or Abel, colors by DJ Chavez, letters by Nate Picos. I hope I'm saying those names right. Yes, folks, this is kind of the, it says winter special, but really when, you, when I read it, when I see it, it, it is pretty much a Christmas special special and um it's it's pretty exciting to see that this is pretty much a brand new comic uh this came out just a couple weeks ago in november and it's not really connected it is a dark horse comic but it's not um it's not a four-part series where they then they come together as a collection it's a one-shot it's um a 43 40 43 pages but that's including the cover uh, page comic that I got on Comixology. I think I paid five ninety nine for it on Amazon, uh, but it is yeah, brand new, uh, almost hot off the presses. So uh, why don't we read it together? You know, with comics, um, you know, when, when I read the novels, I kind of give you a once over, a quick synopsis of my thoughts on things, uh, but with the comic. I've grown to enjoy um, reading the entire thing with you, um, not word for word, but just kind of giving you uh, a pretty good summary of, of what the comic is. So spoilers ahead uh, if you haven't purchased this yet. I'll wait if you want to go purchase it and we can read along together. This would be exciting. Um, but, okay, I'll give you like 10 more seconds. But before, before we get to that, I want to say a quick thank you to you, the listener, um, Spotify, like, did their, you know, um, year in review thing that, that you get when you listen to something, but you also get one when you um, podcast and you post your podcast to Spotify uh, through Anchor. And Anchor is the service I use. It's free. Uh, it's a free plug for Anchor. There you go. Um, but I learned today that this podcast, this show, has been heard in over 69 countries on Earth. I don't know outside of Earth. That's completely like they don't, Spotify's analytics don't go off into the into the Milky Way, into the galaxy. 
but 69 countries on earth. That means there's a very good chance that your country is one of those 69 countries. I would say it's a 100% chance. And I think just because of that, just like the the thought of that um, blows my mind, mainly because I'm surprised there are 69 countries, at least. There's more than 69 countries, I would assume. I'm not... I guess what you would say is book smart, you know, um, I, 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 I have a high school and college degree. Thank you very much. Um, and when I watch Jeopardy, I do okay in the pop. I do good in the pop, in the music, uh, in, in like the, you know, entertainment fields and then Shakespeare will, or, will come on or history. And I just, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Um, who is Luna Lovegood? I, I'm wrong again. I don't know. So uh, basically that's just my way of, of, um, Blabbering, which is you know something I, I'm also fairly good at, um, but I'm kind of just circling back. I, I lost my train of thought, but I was at, at all the countries, all these countries of the world. Who knew there were so many countries? Right? I mean, crazy. Uh, so if you live in one of those countries, which you pretty much have to because you're listening to me right now, thank you, uh, thank you so very very much for for sticking with uh, this podcast. That you know. There were times where I I was just like almost on sabbatical. I was away for a while, and I didn't finish the season. Uh, and you know that that's that's irresponsible on my part. Um, but I have a new kind of lust for life for this podcast, especially when I realize, oh my goodness, how many people are actually hearing my voice? Um, it is just, it is. I don't know. It's it's inspiring. I guess is the is the like the fact that I know that you know a certain amount of people are going to hear this is awesome. It's it's just nothing short of awesome. So with that in mind, why don't we get started with the Stranger Things Winter Special? There's a little uh, paragraph on the credits page that kind of gives you the summary of what this what we have in store for our story. It says the winter holidays have come and the Hawkins crew are in full spirit. As they recall whimsical stories from their childhood to teach Eleven about Christmas, Dustin swears he saw something sinister lurking in the forest outside. Ooh, ee, ooh, ooh. Boom. Let's hit it. December 25th, 1984. So if my calculations are correct, this is the Christmas after Stranger Things 2. Uh, this is Christmas Day, 1984. And of course, that song you heard from Band-Aid, Live Aid, Band-Aid, one of them, was from 1984. I have to be, I have to be um, you know, uh, accurate in, in my song choice. Um, and we see uh, Lucas and Mike hanging out in front of one of their houses. Um, maybe Lucas's, maybe Mike's. I really, I'm not sure. I can't tell, but it says December 25th, 1984, and Lucas and Mike are hanging out, uh, just waiting outside for something. And Lucas says, are you sure your, your folks don't know she'll be there? And, um, Mike's like, are you kidding? No way. I told them it was just going to be the guys. They think she's a Russian agent or something. Remember? So they're obviously talking about Eleven. And while they're waiting, a car approaches. And who look who it is. It's our friends Dustin and Steve. Really, the, the, um, they're like a... I could, I could watch a buddy cop movie of them. Literally, them at their ages now, solving crimes. And, you know, um, just like working, working the beat. So Dustin uh, opens the window and leans out and says, Hey, good looking, and we'll be back to pick you up later. And Mike and Lucas get in the car, and Lucas says, Dustin, you dork, that doesn't even make any sense. In the commercial, they're driving by, not stopping to pick somebody up. And that made me wonder, what commercial is that? Hey, this Christmas party is getting a little too quiet. I think it's time we liven it up with my favorite Christmas gift, Mr. Microphone. Hey, what's that? Well, you set the dial on your FM radio, and testing, testing, testing. testing. Ah! Follow the radio! 
these kids are having a fabulous time with Mr. Microphone, the cordless microphone that actually puts your voice on the radio. There are no attaching wires, so you're free to move around. Broadcast over any FM car radio. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. You can broadcast in mono or with two more radios in stereo. Professional entertainers use Mr. Microphone for rehearsing. And you can too. It's practical and great fun for the whole family. And for only $12.88, they really make great Christmas gifts. The perfect Christmas gift at Walgreens, Woolworth, Woolco, Osco, Venture, Weebolts, Montgomery Ward. Oh, that commercial. That's from 1978, something called Mr. Microphone by Ronco. Ronco, um, I don't know if it's still a company. I think it is. Ron Popeil was a... Um, like an inventor. He made things that he would sell on TV. Um, he, Weird Al Yankovic wrote a song about him. He did things like this Mr. Microphone, which literally it's a microphone with an FM transmitter, I guess, in it. And you turn on your radio and it would wirelessly transfer the, uh, to the radio. Uh, wow. I guess in 1978, that was a huge deal. Um Kids were really looking for things to do, you know, for you, for you youngins out there being like, wait, what? I could do that like with my phone or, or with the karaoke machine. This was like before karaoke, um, because if you heard, they were just singing. There's no, the music doesn't play through it. They can't hear the music. You just sit, you tune your radio to a certain station and it would play the, uh, play the song. I think the, the, if, if you see, I feel like I don't even know if these references make sense. The Showtime Rotisserie Grill. Just set it and forget it. That's been on the air like up until recently. And I think Rumpelpeel just recently passed away. But that was like his last big famous invention. Um, or he also had spray on hair. If you're losing your hair, you get this spray on hair. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly how it sounds. I, I'm spending too much time talking about it. But hey, if Dustin wants to reference a commercial... I got to find out what that commercial is. Uh, so anyway, they get in the car and um, they're driving through Hawkins. Uh, we don't know exactly where they're going yet, but uh, in the car, Steve is like, uh, you, you owe this. You owe me for this one, Henderson. Just don't think I'm going to make a habit of chauffeuring you munchkins around, okay? And Dustin's like, so did they like their presence? Was I right? Lucas says, Max and I are meeting up tomorrow, and I'm going to give it to her then. And Mike says, it's it's still at Will's place, or it's supposed to be. Anyway, I haven't seen Elle since the snowball. Remember the snowball, right? That was the finale of, of Series 2, and it ended with, um, Every breath you take, I'll be watching you. And we still see the mind flayers out there. I don't see any... Um, I don't see anything i'm looking in the background for any monsters or anything but i don't see anything yet um so oh steve comments on they're talking about the gifts he's like hey now christmas gifts for the girlfriends that sounds serious and dustin says whatever it was my idea that max might like new wheels for her skateboard and lucas is like she's not my girlfriend okay we're just you know and Mike says, look, we all pitched in to get Elle's present. So it's not like I, and before they even get a chance, he gets even a chance to finish this. Dustin screams, stop the car. And like Steve freaks out. He just slams on the brakes. They're sliding through the snow a little bit. He's like, well, what, what is it? And Dustin said, I heard something out there. And when I looked, I started moving through the trees, some kind of creature, an unknown creature. Mike's like, where? Lucas says, I, I don't see anything. And Steve's like, enough with these unknown creatures and these groundbreaking scientific discoveries already. Let it go. And if you know what we're talking about there, isn't that the demo dog that they they killed inside the buyer's house? Right? I think. That's what I think. So anyway, they um, they get to... Oh, that's where they're going, to the buyer's house. And... Uh, Dustin's like, I know I saw something, you guys. And they're like, oh. And Lucas says, oh, look, they're here. And Luke, Dustin's like, oh, it doesn't matter. As we see um, Chief Hopper's car pulling up. 
Um, Dustin says to Steve, are you coming in or not, Steve? And on the next page, we see uh, our friends Eleven and Hopper. Uh, I like the way these are drawn. They're like, they're cartoony, but not like, they're not like hyper-realistic, but there's just something about them that they're they're just on the edge of, of detailed and cartoony that uh, just make it kind of fun to look at. Uh, and we see Hopper, he's like, let's get inside before anyone sees you, okay? She says, oh, okay. And Mike says, hi, Elle, um, Merry Christmas. And she just says, you too. Um, we go back to Dustin and Steve. He's like, come on, Steve, just come in with us. I'm sure Will's made enough, Will's mom made enough uh, for you to eat too. He's like, yeah, I don't think that's such a good idea. Remember him and um, Jonathan aren't quite, you know, buddy, buddy. And uh, Hopper looks in, in the car and says, no kidding, that's a horrible idea. She hasn't. She still hasn't forgiven you for leaving that thing rotting in her fridge. See, that's right. They put the demodog in the fridge. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, come on! That was Henderson's idea. I just helped him out a bit." He's like, "Hey, it was a groundbreaking scientific discovery. How was I supposed to know it was going to turn into sludge overnight?" So that's their way of at least telling us that why there was never any crazy follow up with that. Demodog, like what happened to it? I guess after a while, it just turns to sludge and there's no evidence. Uh, Steve's like, I'm out of here. He heads off and they uh, they get greeted at the door by Joyce. She says, oh, good, you're here. Has everyone had a good Christmas so far? And Hopper says, can we continue this conversation indoors? I'm not crazy about the kid being out here in the open like this. He's just nervous. This is the end of two. But didn't he get the... Oh, no, wait a minute. Yeah, this is the end of... This is after two, so he should already have the... Um, or maybe this is before he gets the paperwork. No. Nope, 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 because the ball is when the season ends. Because he gets the paperwork from... Um, is it Dr. Owen? Uh, forgive me, Sam Owens? I'm, forgive me if I'm getting this all wrong. I'm not looking up anything. But he gets the paperwork about Eleven being his adopted daughter like she was going to be um l hopper right um anyway he's still not doesn't like her being on the open of course there's you know there's still kooks out there and they know she has powers joyce actually gives her a nice hug she's like merry christmas sweetie she's like thanks mrs byers come on it's freezing come on everyone get in they all go in the house and hopper just gives one look kind of back out into the out into the yard like He's still suspicious. He's overprotective. I mean, you know, they live in a cabin, so he doesn't like to do too much um, with her. And oh, we go inside and we see Will and Jonathan. Hey, guys. Jonathan's first thing to say is mom got us the sweaters because they're in matching red and green Christmas sweaters. And Luke says, oh, is that what you call that? Uh, Mike's like, is it here? Did Radio Shack still have them in stock? Mike, for the millionth time, yes, I got it, says Will. Jonathan's like, we checked to make sure it worked before we wrapped it. And Elle says, wrapped what? And Will says, your present. Present? For you. From all of us. Another present? Hopper gave me a game. And Luke, Dustin's like, what, what did he give you? Uh, Atari? Intellivision? ColecoVision? Folks, I want to take a moment here to um, explain to you uh, who might not uh, know about the history of video games. Um, I don't want to age myself too much, but I remember going over to a friend's house and they had something called Pong. I was a little kid, but um, yeah, it was two sticks. Beep, beep, beep. I feel like I've talked about this before, Um, but... Atari was before there was Nintendo. There was Atari. That was like the first at home video game where you put a cartridge into the system and play different games. At the same time, um, something called Intellivision came out. And um, I guess it means intelligent, intelligent, a television, Intellivision. 
And then there was another one called ColecoVision. Coleco was a company that, I think they're the company that started Donkey Kong before Nintendo. Literally, it was like the Colorado leather company, Coleco. And they started getting into video games and they kind of, that's what took them from there. Pinball machines and video games. Um, but those are all old systems. Maybe ask your parents about it or uh, your or, or your uncles or your really cool uncles. That's what I tell my niece and nephew. Um, but my friend, my friend either had, I think my friend had ColecoVision. It was just, it was slightly better than Atari, but it never caught on. It didn't have the mass, um, the mass appeal that then led, led to Sega, Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. Oh my goodness. This, the games now are just crazy. Anyway, Lucas asks, so was it one of these video games? And, and Al says, um, Hungry Hippos? And Joyce looks over at Hopper. It's like, Hopper, Hungry, Hungry Hippos? She's not a five-year-old. He's like, I, I know, I, I just, Sarah used to love it. I, so I just, you know, I know. Okay, okay, okay. And Elle goes back to her gift and says, what is it? Mike's like, we had to pool our money to get you something good. Uh, we, you know, already kind of spent most of our money at the arcade. So anyway, I hope you like it. She opens it up and it's a walkie-talkie. Remember, she's using the walkie-talkie with Max, season three. Well, here she is getting the walkie-talkie on Christmas Day. And he's like, now you can keep in touch with us whenever you want. Well, when you're in range, at least. She just looks at it and says, thanks. You know, you, even though she's, um, you know, that's the way, Elle, like, she, she, she doesn't have a lot, she doesn't say a lot. But you could tell that she's really happy about it. Um, and Joyce is like, okay, who's ready to eat? I've got ham in the oven, sweet potatoes, and lots of pie. And I'm making cookies later, too. While this is all going on, everyone's kind of excited. But Dustin still has this little inkling. He's still looking outside into the, um, into the yard. Like, he still thinks there might be something out there. So the next page, we, we see an outside of the buyer's house. Just kind of like the international like declaration of time passing. They show the outside of the house. Now we show them all sitting around the dinner table. And um, Dustin is not letting it go. He's like, I'm telling you, there's some kind of creature out in the woods. Lucas is like, not this again. It's probably just a squirrel or something. And now Will's talking. He says, since this is Eleven's first real Christmas, Jonathan and I thought she needed the full experience. And Mike's like, what, what are you going to have Hopper dress up like Santa so she can sit on his lap? No, Will says, the full experience. Holiday specials, and they unveil a bunch of videotapes. Just, I mean, guys, you, I don't even know how to explain. You go on YouTube now, and you watch, like, you look up, like, 1984 commercials, and it is like, it brings this crazy nostalgia to me that, like, makes me think of my childhood, and the fact that you would, this is what you would do. You would hit play on your, um, hit record on your VCR, if you're lucky enough to have a VCR, and you record whatever's on the TV right there, very much like your DVR, except um, this wasn't like, you can't just skip through the commercials really quickly. You could fast forward through the commercials. If you're really savvy, you'd hit pause um, on your VCR, the, com- the TV commercial would keep going, then you had unpaused to skip through all the commercials. That Those were the savvy recorders. Um, there were people who would also, you'd set up your recorder, say record at 7.59 to 8.01, so to make sure to get a show. A lot of people would just throw the tape and hit record. And if I had all those specials with the commercials, is the commercials are key for the nostalgia. That would be amazing to watch, especially from you know the, as far back as 1984. So Will's all excited. He says, holiday specials. And Elle's like, specials? And Will says, we knew you'd be coming uh, over for Christmas Day. So for the last few weeks, we've been recording all the TV specials as they aired. And Jonathan says, you know, we, we already had some of them on tape from last year, but now we got pretty much all of them on VHS. We can watch whichever one you want. Just pick one. 
So, and these are like, you know, just the old VHS tapes, handwritten what the what the movie is on there, or the TV show. And she's like, okay, but what's a special? Mike says, oh, oh, they're awesome. They make them for all the holidays. Sometimes they're animated cartoons, and sometimes they use puppets. And Lucas is like, stop motion animation, to be precise. Uh, which, if if you don't know, stop motion is the like when you see the classic um, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, these little claymation type things that you know it's all this little jagged animation. Those are old. Those are literally take a picture of something, move it slightly. Take a picture of something, move it slightly. You do that twenty four times, you have a second worth of uh, of footage. Uh, Lucas says they even have specials for Arbor Day and President's Day. Uh, but Will's like, but the best ones are the Christmas specials. Most of them, most of the really good ones aired on Channel 8. But we also recorded a few off 12 and some of the UHF channels. Like all these things I feel like are lost on, on our youth. UHF. Guys, when I was a kid, you'd have a TV, you'd go up to it and you'd have you'd four, five, seven nine, maybe two, three, four. I think it would go like two to nine. And you could go thump, thump, thump to change the channels between those two. But then if you switch it to UHF, you can go from like 25 to 50. There's a little, like so many, and those were like lo- more local channels, I feel like, or just not the big networks. Um, I don't know when that was added to TV, but um, it, you'd, you'd feel like, oh, I have all these channels. I have like 10 channels. And um, 11's like 8, 12, UHF. She looks right at Hopper and says, you said there are only three channels. He's like, yeah, well, the reception that we get out of the cabin isn't all that great. And technically, I never said there were, there were only three channels. I just said that those were the only three we could get on that TV. And... Lucas, uh, Dustin says, wait, you don't have a ca- cable? You don't even get Channel 8? How, how are you watching V? Oh, my God, you're not watching V. It's an old um, an old miniseries about alien lizard people. Seriously. Then they remade it maybe like 10 years ago or something like that. Um, Will's like, uh, we, we don't get cable either. My mom says we have a VCR already, so why pay for both? And Dustin's like, how do you people live like this? Luke's like, yeah, by the way, V is a really good show. You should watch it. Which tells me that the writer thinks V is a really good show. Um, Joyce is like, honey, why don't you pick one of the tapes and we can all watch it together? She's like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. And Mike says, I can help. This, is one of, this one is perfect. It's one of my favorites. It's the story of Santa Claus. And Will says, there was a commercial, pay to call Santa on the phone. Hoppe said it was a ripoff. Well, this is about who Santa is and how he came to be. Yes, there was like a 1-900-SANTA you can call and talk to, a recording of Santa, or I don't know if it was a real person on the line, uh, Santa there to, you know, tell you. Um, but I think it was, I don't think it was a real Santa. I think it was just a guy or a group of guys who were like, ho, 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 I'm Santa Claus, and they can... Um, Listen to you tell, talk about what's on your Christmas list. Uh, so, yeah, Mike says, this is all about Santa, uh, who Santa is and how he came to be. It's, it's kind of like Santa's superhero origin story. And this is when I realized what the, what the comic is. Because what we get now is like a hyper-cartoonized version of Mike explaining to Elle what the special is without um, actually talking, giving the title of the special or talking about it. It's just um, Mike kind of giving his explanation of it, and we see it lived out in these panels. Like we're watching kind of Mike's version of what the special is, but you're seeing it with all our Stranger Things characters. And you can kind of figure out, you know, oh, what is this special they're talking about? 
It says, Mike says, when it starts, Santa's just a little kid who gets left on a doorstep. Nobody knows who his parents are, only that he's got a tag around his neck that says his name is Claus. And it's at this point that I remember that this is, um, or that I realize that this is the classic Rankin and Bass stop motion animation. Santa Claus is coming to town. That's the one with uh, put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking across the floor. Put one foot in front of the other. They're all musicals. Uh, so nobody knows who his parents are, only that he's got a tag around his neck that says his name is Claus. But the house belongs to the family of elves who all wear matching red suits. There's this lady who likes everyone. She's like everyone's grandmother or aunt, and she's in charge. So she takes in little Claus to live the rest with the rest of the elves, but he doesn't get to wear one of the red suits until he grows up. But the elves teach him how to make toys. Oh, that's what they all do for a living. They, they make toys. So now we show an older version. Um, in the first page, it was a younger version of Claus. He's, it was Mike, and all the elves were... Um, were Lucas, uh, Dustin, and, and Will in, in fake beards, fake white beards and red suits, but not like Santa suits, like literally a three-piece suit. And because you're, you're picturing, I guess this is Eleven picturing it, and when she hears red suits, she thinks a red suit. So that says when he uh, grows up, he gets a red suit of his own, only he's still kind of young at that point. And this time we see in the red suit, the older version is Hopper. It's easily Hopper. Uh, but he's like a superhero who just wants to help people. And now we see it's a green superhero suit that says SC for Santa Claus. So I feel like this is what Eleven's picturing. Um, and the elves have been making toys for all these years without anyone to give them to. So he flies all over the world with a bag full of toys to deliver to the kids who have been good. And it shows... Hopper flying like a superhero with a giant bag over his back. No reindeer, no sleigh, no nothing, because Mike didn't say that. Uh, but he doesn't want to get caught, so he does this, he does it at night, and he goes through the chimney. Uh, then we cut back, now we're back in the buyer's house, and he says, it's all done with these puppets, so it looks kind of real, like the Viewmaster slides, the little figures instead of drawing. She's, puppets? Lucas, once again, says, stop motion animation. And Will says, technically, they're still puppets, I guess, but not like Kermit or Pinocchio, more like those little toys that get moved a little bit at a time. Though they're, they're more like little toys that get moved a little bit at a time. Like I said, the stop motion animation. He's like, Mike's like, what? whatever. My point is that it, it isn't just a cartoon, but it looks like it could actually be something that actually exists. And Lucas is like, I just didn't want to give her the wrong idea. Fine, fine, fine. But either way, it's the absolute best version of the Santa Claus story I've ever heard. Lucas agrees. Like that is, it is pretty awesome. But I don't know that it's the best holiday special, because that would be this. And she, he doesn't say what it is, and she just reads and says, "Someone steals Christmas." He's like, "Not someone exactly. More like something." You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel. He says there's this creature that lives on the top of a mountain. And you and I already know they're talking about, the Lucas is talking about the Grinch. Um, but they never say the Grinch. And... Uh, the next few pages are um, 11 visualizing Lucas's explanation. So he says there's this creature that lives on top of a mountain. Uh, he says it doesn't like to be around anybody. Total loner. And it hates, like, everything. But most of all, it hates Christmas. And we see this hill... We see this mountain, like way far off. There's, there's like a town, and we see this creature, and it isn't uh, the Grinch that you and I would know. What, what creature would Eleven picture? It's a Demogorgon. So we see kind of like the Demogorgon uh, looking down on the town, 
uh, and Lucas goes on. There, there's this this village of little people who live at the bottom of the mountain, and they love Christmas. Every year, the creature has to listen to all the little people singing songs and having fun and exchanging gifts. So one year, the creature decides to put a stop to it. So we see the Demogorgon walk down to the neighborhood. It comes down from the mountain that night before Christmas and sneaks into the house where everyone is already asleep. So it shows the Demogorgon climbing into a window, which is, you know, it's scary enough seeing uh, a Grinch dressed like Santa. But to see uh, this creature, it would be downright um, life-changing. So it shows the Demogorgon pretty much doing what the Grinch does. Like he's grabbing the Christmas tree. Uh, but Lucas says only this little girl wakes up in the house who uh, comes in and the creature is like stealing all their Christmas stuff. And at first, the little girl has no idea what the thing is or what it's doing in her house. But then it tricks her into thinking that he's really Santa there to fix their tree. And even though it's this big, mean looking thing and not a fat guy in a, in a big beard, the little girl totally buys it. So the creature is taking everybody's Christmas stuff. And when it says, you know, the, the the creature is trying to say, you know, tricking them that they're Santa, it just shows the Demogorgon's head open up like that flower, like, you know, the flower look, whatever, with like, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's And then the next panel is like, but the next morning the Christmas happens anyway. So the creature becomes a good guy and eats dinner with everyone. And that just, it sums it up. It's funny hearing a kid kind of quickly tell the story of the Grinch, leaving out all these details, but it's just like, ah, and then everything's fine. And it literally shows um, the buyers, not the buyers, the um, the wheelers. It looks like this is the wheeler's house. Everyone's there except Mike. I see Mom and Dad Wheeler. I see Nancy Wheeler. And I see the little kid who we never talked to. Um, and we see uh, not the Grinch, but the Demogorgon with a knife and a fork, and it looks like he's about to help carve up the turkey, which is frightening and funny. And he's like, oh, and there's a dog. I forgot about the dog. Hopper butts in and tries to change the subject. He's like, I always like the one about the guy who meets the angel, who makes it so he was never born. Joyce is like, that's a story about a guy who tries to kill himself, Hop. I don't know if that's really appropriate holiday viewing. It's like, What? It's a classic. The whole point is he doesn't kill himself because the angel stops him. She's like, nah, something like a Christmas carol would be a better choice. And um, Elle says, who is Carol? And Will explains, not a woman named Carol, but, but a carol like a song. Mom's talking about a movie with that title. It's based on a book from a long, long time ago. Uh, written by Charles Dickens in the 1800s, says Jonathan. And Will's like, right, but they made like a lot of movie versions over the years. It's about this rich old guy who hates Christmas. And she's like, like the creature on the mountain. He's like, kind of, but this rich guy is just a human uh, and lives in the city. When a cold wind blows, it chills you, chills you to the bone. But there's nothing in nature that freezes your heart like years of being alone. It paints you with indifference like a lady paints with rouge. And the worst of the worst, the most hated and cursed, is the one that we call Scrooge. Unkind as any, and the wrath of many, this is Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, there goes Mr. Humbug, there goes Mr. Grimm. If they gave a prize for being mean, the winner would be him. Yeah, if I'm going to play a song from any Christmas Carol version ever, it has to be the Muppet Christmas Carol, okay? It's like the greatest version ever, and I will um, I will uh, go down the rest of my life saying that. What I also noticed is, you notice they say Christmas Carol, they mention Mark Twain, and uh, in the next panel, they, mention, they name him uh, by name Scrooge, which they didn't do with uh, the Grinch, and they didn't do with the... Um, the Rankin and Bass Santa Claus is coming to town special. And I think the reason why is that um, the Christmas Carol is in the public domain. They could use it as much as they want. They could say the names. They could create anything they want because they don't have to pay any copyright to it. It's just free to use. If you want to right now make your own Christmas Carol movie, 
You have the right to do it. Go for it. Enjoy it. Uh, but so the next panel we see um, Will explaining his name is Scrooge and he's this mean old man who has lots of money, but he has so much because he never spends any of it. He won't even pay to keep his heater on in the winter. And Eleven's picturing a mean old man. Who is she picturing? Dr. Brenner, of course. Oh, boy. Um, and, and so, okay, this is where my theory of this is what Eleven's picturing goes out the window. Because uh, it says, uh, and this guy, Bob, who works for, for Scrooge, is planning to take Christmas Day off to spend with his family, but Scrooge almost doesn't let him go. And it shows uh, it shows Mr. Clark, the science teacher. And I don't think Eleven and Mr. Clark have ever crossed paths. So it can't exactly be that. So it's just a fun representation for us to picture it through the eyes of the uh, Stranger Things pals. Uh, it says, anyway, <laughs> it literally says, anyway. Anyway, Scrooge is alone in his big house, uh on the night before Christmas and these three ghosts show up and Eleven's like ghosts. Will's like, yeah, well, but not like ghost type ghosts. I mean, there is his ghost of his dead partner that shows up, but he's not one of the main ones. And Jonathan's like, they're more like spirits of the holiday. And Will says, right, but they're there to show Scrooge the true meaning of Christmas. It's like a time travel thing. So, you know, he goes, I I guess because they go back to the past and ahead to the future, and Scrooge is totally freaked out. Uh, the first one is the ghost of Christmas past, who looks like a little girl. She takes Scrooge back to all the Christmases when he was a kid and shows him around uh, that he used to enjoy it. So it shows this little girl walking Brenner through these streets. Then it says, then the ghost of Christmas present, who looks like, just like this really friendly guy, and he shows Scrooge, all the fun that everyone else is having on Christmas Day. And for this one, Scrooge is at that diner uh, at the beginning, the first episode where Eleven goes to the diner and that that guy who the cook, the diner owner, um, finds him, you know, um, finds her and feeds her uh, and then ends up getting killed. He ends up then he then he ends up going on. Um, this is us. Uh, so it shows him feeding uh, people at the diner. Uh and then it go, they go on to say, then it shows the ghost of Christmas future, and the guy is like the skeleton guy. And it's just a skeleton. It doesn't look anything like the real ghost of future uh, that, that we've seen, you know, in, in, the, in just about every telling of Scrooge. Uh, they go and see uh, Scrooge, Scrooge's grave and how nobody misses him, uh, which he's, you know, when he's gone, nobody misses him, which I guess happens on Christmas Day 2. Anyway, the next morning, Scrooge wakes up and totally loves Christmas again and goes to give everyone turkeys and stuff. And that's uh, their explanation of A Christmas Carol. And she's like, okay. Mike's like, actually, it's, it's pretty good, actually. Dustin, which one do you suggest? And Dustin's looking out the window, still, still focused on that noise or something he saw outside. It's like, Dustin, Dustin, What? I was trying to see if I could see that thing again. Eleven says, did, did it look dangerous? He's like, no, m maybe. I don't know. I only got a quick glimpse of it, but it wasn't like anything I'd seen before. Guys, I'm serious. This could be huge. Lucas is not buying. He's like, so what if you're right and there is something out there? That's what's to say it won't just be like a dart all over again. Dart? Oh, right. That was while you were away. Dustin found a baby Demodog in the trash, kept it as a pet. And Lucas says, as a pet. He's like, look, guys, he was a cute. He was cute as a baby. It wasn't my fault he grew up to be all, you know, he ate my cat. OK, you don't think I feel bad enough about it? But this is different. I swear. Will's like, Dustin, can we just pick a tape already? And Dustin's like, fine, whatever this one is, I guess. She's like, what's it about? He goes, actually, this one is really pretty good. And now Dustin goes on to explain, uh, there's this kid and he's always kind of sad and a little lonely, even though he's got lots of friends around all the time. 
And it's actually kind of sad. It shows Dustin sitting on a park bench with his backpack outside Melvale's. And he's just kind of sad sitting there alone. But his best friend is really his pet dog who walks around like he's people. It was at this point I realized they were talking about Charlie Brown's Christmas special. But in this version, we see uh, Dart. We see the Demodog hanging out with Dustin. He says, anyway, all the kids at school are going to put on a Christmas pageant, like a kind of play. And this guy's job is to pick out the Christmas tree for it. But the tree that he brings back is just like this stick. And it's pretty hilarious. So he takes the tree back to the school where they're putting on the show. Oh, and, and there are never any grown-ups around. It's always just little kids and the pet dog. But there are a lot of there are like a lot of kids, lots of different kids. Everyone's given a different part to do in the show. Only nobody's really taking it seriously. They're all just kind of on the stage dancing, which is also completely hilarious because they just jump around and nod their heads. He's like, wait, wait, did you guys hear that? And he snaps out of talking about the special to go back to what he swears he heard in the yard outside. And he thinks he heard it again. He's like, it's what I heard from the car. It's out there. It's out there right now. Come on, guys. If, if we can hurry, we can catch it. It's like, didn't you hear that? Oh, come on, guys. Nobody seems to have heard anything. It's like, trust me. What's the harm of just going out to look out, outside for a little bit if you don't believe me? Mike's like, I, I don't mind going out. Lucas says, sure, why not? Uh, Will says, Mom, can we? And Joyce says, only for a little while. And bundle up. It's cold out there. And that's the one part in this story where I'm thinking, they think there might be something out there. And Joyce is letting Will go out there after two seasons, two years of craziness. I'd be like, you know what, Will, I don't think it's a good idea. Send Hopper out there with his gun if you think there's something out there. Uh, but this is a Christmas special, so I'll go with it. Hopper says, stay in the woods and keep off the roads, will you? I don't want anyone catching sight of Eleven while you're out there. And Dustin says, let's do this. So all five of them head out in their winter coats. Uh, Jonathan doesn't seem to care and want to go. Um, uh, Lucas says, cool, it's snowing again. Oh, and that was actually uh, interesting because Will says, oh, right. For a second, I thought I was back at uh, Nevermind. Because remember, like, the flakes floating in the in the breeze of the Upside Down. So Mike and Eleven have a little moment to talk. They're like, so you really spent all last Christmas out alone in the woods? Like, what did you eat? She says, before I found Hopper's Eggos, there were... There was a rabbit, and and I, and Lucas says, I mean, uh, Dustin says, can you guys keep it down? I'm trying to listen. Wait, did anyone else hear that? It's like, Dustin, nobody heard anything. But Lucas says, no, I think I actually did hear something, almost like a chirping sound, a, a squeak. Exactly. That's what I heard from the car. It sounded like it was coming from over. Oh, and they all look down. And they see this little rabbit caught in a rabbit trap going, eep, eep. It's, it's just a rabbit. Some creature, Dustin. Eleven says, it's hurt, but it's, it's still alive. She picks it up. She takes off her coat and picks it up. He's like, maybe my mom can fix it. She bandaged up our dog's leg when it got caught in a trap like that. How many traps are out here in these woods? Oh, the hunters. Arr, get me angry. Um... She grabs the bunny and says, let's go. They head back into the house, and we see Joyce um, tending to the rabbit. Uh, she says, uh, just hold her for a sec while I tie this off. So it looks like she's taking care of things. Hopper's like, little bastard tried to bite me. Eleven says, this is like those stories. People make the holiday. This is like those stories. Oh, I see what she's saying. This is like those stories where people make the holiday. And Hopper says, or Joyce says, okay, I made up the dog's old bed in the kitchen. Can you carry over there? He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's Hopper. And um, then Joyce says, well, Eleven, did you decide which holiday special you wanted to watch? And she says, can we watch all of them? Joyce says, sounds good to me. I've got some cookies coming out of the oven. So just pop in the first tape and I'll be right back. And um, 
Hopper says, so as first Christmases go, kiddo, wh- uh, how was it? How was it? What do you think? She says, being together with family and friends. That's the meaning. And Joy says, ah, and she goes, she comes over, sees the special and she goes, ooh, this is a good one. And then the final panel is just the outside of the buyer's house at night. The end. It was just, you know what it is? This story really doesn't progress anything in our Stranger Things world. Except maybe seeing Eleven get the walkie-talkie. Other than that, it's just kind of a nice... That's why it's a one-shot. It's a winter special. It's just a nice side story of our friends around Christmas time and Eleven having her first Christmas and learning more about Christmas um, from Christmas specials, but actually learning about Christmas from the other kids uh, talking about the Christmas specials rather than actually um, uh, watching the Christmas specials. And then at the end, of course, they watch them all. Um, And I think that was just a fun, nice story to read. I'm glad I got it. Uh, And it's really, it was perfectly, like, I'm glad that it just came out because it's perfectly in time with the holiday season, which we're in now. So um, I think that's it. I think I've covered it. I did not think I'd be talking this long, but then I was like, oh, I got to put these little music clips in here. Can't can't not have that. Um, so my friends, I want to thank you again. Okay, especially if you're one of the people from those 69 countries that um, that apparently I'm being heard in, which is just mind boggling. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. So much for subscribing. So much for sticking with the show. Uh, I can't wait, obviously, for Stranger Things 4. I can't wait for a full trailer. I feel like we're just getting these little, four little tweet, like little um, teases. My hope is they do something special on like Christmas Day or New Year's Day where here's the real trailer. Here you go. Let's get ready. And if that's the case, when we get a real trailer, I will be I will be um, reporting for duty and ready to talk about it. Uh, but until that time comes, I'm glad I was able to do a nice little Christmas special for everybody. And, um, you know, then it's on to something else to read because there are definitely some other comics out there uh, and they keep making them. And if they keep making them, I'm going to keep reading them and I'm going to keep talking about them. Uh, so that's it. That's it, my friends. Uh, if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. If you do not celebrate Christmas, uh, happy holidays and whatever holiday you celebrate. Uh, make <clears throat> I hope that this season is um, a good one for you uh, and maybe a strange one. Uh-huh, see what I did there? So, my friends, remember, you can find me on Twitter at Geek Mentality. The show is on Twitter at StrangerDPod. Uh, and the website is fansnotexperts.com. I have an Instagram too, Geek Mentality. And I made an Instagram for the show, but I haven't done anything with it yet. I don't know if I'm going to do something with it or not. But you can always find me at Geek Mentality. Um, so that's it, my friends. Until next time, remember, my stranger friends, that reading is fundamental. And you can't spell fundamental without F. You and goodbye, stranger friend. Butterfly goodbye. in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book. A reading rainbow. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. 
Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.